You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The mind in the text is, is the same Greek word used in Romans 12 and 2 that we talked about Sunday. The little word nous, N-O-U-S. And of course, the word news has many connotations and denotations. Basically, you, you can't use the same definition uh, for mine that I use Sunday. You can't use that same definition for mine here in Ephesians 4 and 23 because it's distinct. Same word, <laughs> same word, but two different meanings once we begin to deal with the text. Of course, there are basic meanings we can use for the mind uh, in reference to what we talked about Sunday and in reference to what we're talking about tonight. And, and basic definitions being the mind is just simply the seat of thought, memory, and consciousness. That's just point blank, a basic or simple definition of mind, the seat of thought, memory, and consciousness. And of course, thought is the activity or the process of, of thinking. You, you, you can often just think and reach a conclusion in just a few seconds about, about something. You open up the refrigerator and, and it, it, it's not a process. It may be a little activity, but it's not a process. I'm going to eat bologna tonight. And so that you, you use your mind and you just made a quick decision, I'm going to eat bologna tonight. But then you, you come back the next day and, and you look in that same refrigerator and you be like, well, I, I had bologna last night and I, 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 I ain't in no bologna move tonight. What if we got in here? And so you start looking at it and now it, it's not just an activity, now it becomes a process because you, you made it a process because you, you didn't quickly think of what you wanted like you did the night before. And so now you see 
the pimento cheese. You see the, the again, the bologna, but then you, you notice that there is some ham that, and it, but, oh, but wait, it's, it's the ham that has that cinnamon on it, and so you don't like cinnamon. So now the process continues. It continues until finally you, you, you decide that you're not going to get anything from the refrigerator. You're just going to get you a peanut butter sandwich and go on. But you can see it's a process and you have to understand your mind. Sometimes your mind can, can just quickly decide, but sometimes it's just a process. It's a thought process. A thinking process and then you have memory and so memory is when you store knowledge you store it and one of the things about memory is you can store good and not so good Some of some that you have in your mind will cause certain emotions to manifest. You can think about something that will make you cry. But on the flip side of that, you can think about something that will make you laugh to the point to where your, your belly starts hurting. And you can think about a person that you know. It just you just oh God, I, I, how you just love comes to that mind. But that same mind, <laughs> woo! You can think about another person. Gosh, oh I don't even want to think about her. I want her out my mind. But all of that is in your memories because sometimes you can go back 12 years and have that same emotion of hate for that, that person. That same emotion of hurt. And all of this has to do with, with the mind. With the mind. And lastly, you, you have consciousness. You are awake and aware of what's happening inwardly and what's happening outwardly. And of course, you deal with what's happening outwardly and inwardly with your mind. You see somebody and, and some stuff starts happening in reference to who you see in your mind. Yeah, and, and, it, and it can be pleasant or unpleasant. You can just, you, you see somebody, oh, man, that's my buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's my buddy. But then on the other hand, who that messing with my truck? Who 
in the world today? Oh, let me see if I can get my knife. But see, all of this has to do with your, your mind. You, you, you have to recognize that God is the one that makes sure that when it comes to your mind, that you have all of these different emotions that you have to, you have to process. Whether it's through thought, memory, or consciousness. Now your, your mind also has to process God, even though some folks try to say there's no God. But your mind even recognizes your spirit which refers to your God consciousness. Your mind recognizes your soul, which refers to your consciousness in reference to what you see with your eyes, what you smell, what you hear. When you're conscious of your soul, you're conscious basically of, of what's going on in reference to your, to your senses. And so we, we can consider Romans 12 and 2 and Ephesians 4 and 23 basic in that sense. But of course, again, going back to Romans 12 and 2, Paul said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It was us, uh, uh, God's people, that had to be transformed. But here in Ephesians 4 and, and 23, he's talking about renewing the spirit of your mind. And when it comes to the spirit of your mind, it, it, it has to do with your, your behavioral tendencies, your temperament, uh, the part of you that responds to, to your surroundings. You're okay as long as nobody is bothering you. But then when somebody bothers you, in your mind, you're ready to do a little something. A whole lot of something. Depending on where you are. And, 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 I'm, and, and before I really dig deep into the, into the scripture, uh, uh, deal with the scripture, I want to show you some things that, that uh, are amazing in reference to the mind but, so you can get a better understanding. Let's go to uh, Psalm 73. Yep, Psalm 73. Let's go there. Y'all stay with me now. And don't fake on me. Go to Psalm 73. That big old book, the biggest book in the, in the Bible. Psalm 73. Are you there? When you get there, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Psalm 73 and 21. Thus my heart was grieved, but notice this, and I was Vexed. 
in my mind. So in your mind, you can become what? Vexed. I said in your mind, you can become vexed. Hold on to that. As we go to Isaiah 26. Hold on to it and we're just going to compare as, as we just consider different things about the mind. You're in Isaiah 26. When you get there, shout hallelujah. And again, don't fake on me. Isaiah 26 and 3. It says, you or God will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So, you have the capacity to keep your mind on God. Your mind can become Singular. Your mind can, can stay on one thing or one person. Now when it stays on God, he'll cause you to be in perfect peace. But what I want you to understand is the difference. We done seen in Psalm 73 that our mind can be vexed. But here we see in Isaiah 26 and 3 that we can actually focus our mind. Let's go further. Let's go to the book of Romans, the 8th chapter. The book of Romans, the 8th chapter. Romans 8 and 5 is where we'll start. You ready? I see, I hear some still turning. When you get that shout, hallelujah. hallelujah. Romans 8 and 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the what? You can set your mind. You can set your mind. Just like you set a watch. You set your watch on 6 o'clock so you can get up. Right? And you wait for that alarm to go off, and when it does, you get up. And then some folks set their mind on the flesh. I heard the word, but I want to sin. That means my mind has been set on the flesh. That's my mind set. You can talk glory to God all day, but my mind set on sinning. Woo! Then we used to have that mind set on sin. We had our mind set on. We didn't, you know how you be setting your clock the night before? Man, we have our mind set on sin like the week before. 
Well, we going to party on the last day of this month. First of the month. You talking about how you going to see on the last of the month. You can set your mind. Yeah, set your mind. But then he says, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. He's still talking about setting your mind. You can set your mind on the things of the spirit. Man, I'm going to go to church Sunday no matter what is going on in my body. You don't set your mind. You're going to church. You're battling, you're battling something in your stomach, but you don't made up in your mind. Hey, I'm going to church Sunday. You don't set your mind on that. Now, now, now if you'll notice, thus far, everything I, I have showed you, it refers to you having the ability or the capacity to do certain things with your mind. It's not you praying and saying, God, help me to set my mind. No. God has given us authority or the right to do various things when it comes to our, our mind. Something we be praying, oh, God, move it. You ain't got to ask him to move it. All you got to do is just do what he said. Just set it. Set it on the spirit and make sure just like when that alarm clock go off, you get up, get ready to go uh, to work. You set it on the things. Of, I'm going to church. I don't, I don't care what happened when, that, when it's time to go to church. Get up and go to church. It's that simple. Yeah, even though you even though like when you set it to get up at six and you stayed up to about two, it may be a battle. You may have it may be rough getting in out of that shower, but if you just keep pressing your way, sooner or later you're gonna be all right. Even if you get you three, four yarns as you going to the job. Oh, oh God. Get you get your yarn and out, but you're gonna be okay. I got to keep going. But notice this. But then he goes on and he says to us in verse 6 of Romans 8. For to be carnally minded is death. <laughs> Woo! But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hmm. Ruin can happen if... Um, Carnally minded. And then he basically gives a definition uh, in the form of a connotation of, of uh, the carnal mind. He says because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind is an enemy. Of the things of God. That's a good definition. 
from a theological standpoint because when something is trying to make you think that God is not going to heal you and he done told you he's going to heal you, that thing <laughs> is an enemy of God. That thing trying to make you believe that God won't keep his promises. Get this. When you accept that thing, you take on a carnal mind. But when you fight that thing and say God going to do it, at that moment you take on a spiritual mind. Death can't touch you. Why? You're not operating in the carnal mind. For to be carnally minded is, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so, we see that the mind can do various things. And of course, we, we can't forget our theme scripture, Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you. Also says to us that we have the capacity to allow our mind to be as the mind of Christ. You have that power. You have that power. Now, I'm not telling you it's not going to be a fight because there is a devil that, that has demons. And, and the devil and, and demons are about spiritual warfare. Enemies will try to make you think wrong. So you'll start talking wrong and you'll start acting wrong. And seemingly... Something had happened to the church of Ephesus in reference to the spirit of their mind. The spirit. And see, the spirit in one sense is when you have the determination our courage to think the way God has told you to think. The spirit in reference to your mind in another sense is when you as a person you have the right attitude in reference to your mind. Yeah. Your behavior is lining up with your, your thoughts. Because if you don't have the right attitude, it says about you that something wrong is going on in your mind. But if you have the right attitude or, or just attitude in particular, it says that what's going on in your mind is connected to God. Because the spirit of your mind has 
it signifies that there is a relationship between how you act and how you think. There is a connection between your attitude and how you think. There is a connection between your temperament and how you think. And so he says, be renewed. In the spirit of your mind. Which brings me to what I dealt with earlier. But now I'm going to deal with it in detail. I gave you the basic meaning of noose. Or the mind. Uh, in it being the same as what we dealt with Sunday in Romans 12 and 2. And in Ephesians 4 and 23. But I also told you there was a distinction that you could deal with noose in the same way when it came to, to Ephesians 4 and 23 as we dealt with Romans 12 and 2. Now I want to work with that and I'm going to be done. Y'all ready? And so he wants them to be renewed in the spirit of their mind. You tell me you're thinking right, but your determination is not there the way it was. You don't have the attitude you, you previously had. And so Paul's thing is, is something going on in the spirit of your mind. So it needs to be renewed. And so the definition of the two definitions that fit perfectly in reference to news and the renewing of the spirit of a person's mind is first, the mind needs to be reformed. The mind needs to be reformed. That's what's going on. You've allowed some bad thoughts to become habitual. To the point to where they're starting to take over the mind. You can be in church, but your mind can be somewhere else. A clear sign that, that uh, you need to be reformed. Because... You don't need to be in God's house. But your mind is at an ungodly place. What's going on? It, 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 it's some thoughts 
that you who have the, the power to control your mind. Who haven't I proved that? Didn't the scripture prove it? You have allowed some things to become habitual. To the, to the point to where you, you can be reading the scripture or you can be praying, but all of a sudden something unclean comes to your mind. Woo! Have you ever been there? Say to your neighbor, that sounds like how I used to act when I wasn't saved. But understand this, that happens when you are saved. Yeah, and, and, and see, the enemy will put things before you. But see, this is the problem. God has given you the capacity to reject what the enemy is trying to make you accept. But when you accept what the enemy is, is, is giving you, that means that you are allowing the enemy to play with your Mind. Say to your neighbor is some enemy or something that's been playing with your mind. And look at another neighbor and say, and it's not that enemy's fault. It's your fault. The enemy just doing his job. Whether it's the flesh, a demon, or what have you. We already know that the flesh is going to be here. We can't get rid of the, I cast you out. You can't cast out the flesh. God ordained for it to be a war between the flesh and the spirit. I cast you. No, you can't do that. You have to do what the Bible says about the flesh. You have to choose the things of the spirit instead of the flesh. But you can't toss the flesh out like you throw on a red paper. But if you allow the flesh to, to play with you and you open yourself up. The flesh will have its way with your mind. I'm telling you, I, I, I remember a time to where I'm down now praying. And, and here I am praying and all of a sudden my mind just is just on something completely different. Until finally I have to catch myself. And see that thing, uh, that thing will show up every time you get to praying. <laughs> Until you reform the spirit of your mind. You got to get rid of them bad. How did this thing all of a sudden become a part of my mind set? Because you've been entertaining what you had no business entertaining. And now that thing is playing with your mind. 
that there are certain things that some of us know we shouldn't look at. It's amazing how, how unique we are, we are as people because there are certain things you can look at won't even bother you. But, certain, but if I look at that same thing, I'd be like, God, God, this thing just messing with my, my mind. And, and you'll be thinking about that thing you've seen for like four or five days or longer. What's going on? That thing playing with your mind. You remember what you saw last night? <laughs> And, and then that thing will try to get in your mind or your memory. And so Paul recognized that, that it's not that you don't have the mind of God, but is you allowing the spirit of your mind to be toyed or played with by that which is contrary to his written and revealed will. And, and, and this, is, this is what he dropped on him. You're going to have to fix it. You're going to have to fix it. Well, come on, Paul, put some hands on me. No, you're going to have to fix this. No hand can be laid on you to fix this. This is personal. You're going to have to fix it. Look at the text. Woo, I got to close. Y'all, oh, Jesus. Look at this. And be renewed, just short little verse, and be renewed in the what? Spirit of your mind. Be renewed. Be renewed. You are a free moral agent. Well, how in the world am I going to be renewed to the point to where this thing that has become habitual will cease? You're going to have to apply the one thing that God gave us to cleanse or to reform us. Your power. Your power. Through using the word. What can wash? What can cleanse? What can sanctify? His word. His word. But we have to allow the word. He who, going back to Isaiah 26 and 3, he who keeps his mind on the Lord shall be perfect peace. But when somebody has been toying with your mind, I, I showed you that we, we can't keep it on, on him, not even in prayer, on our knees, and that thing still shows up. After you done sent up them eight hallelujahs and them 14, thank you, Jesus, and you've been fasting along with it, that thing still gets in there. And, and so, 
we have to use the word, number one, to reform us. The word has to help us to get rid of them old or them habitual things that have been tainting, defiling the spirit of our mind. And then we have to renovate the mind. We have to renovate. And renovate, uh, most folks say, well, we're well, we going to make some stuff new. But you can actually renovate, and in one sense, you ain't changing nothing. Right, you're renovating it, but you put, you put new on top of old stuff. So that same spot, guess what? It's weak. But see, noose and renovate in this sense is you got to make, you got to make some things stronger. Because it had to be a weakness somewhere for that thing to get in and play with your mind or the spirit of your mind. Had to be a weakness somewhere. It's just like you, you, could, you can put on a new roof, but, but if it's something going on other than with, with the roof, it, it's the plyboard or something else going on, you don't put on that new roof, but guess what? You still got a leak. Show do look new, but guess what? Same thing happened. You got to make it stronger. You got to make it stronger. Man, when that thing came in and I just paused for a moment and just, and then this, this is, that thing was so powerful, messed with my spirit. Well, the spirit of my mind to the point to where I, I completely lost my train of thought. I was just like, good God. And, and, and I said to myself, man, this prayer, God sure ain't going to do nothing in to this prayer because I don't allow I don't allow an enemy to toy or play with the spirit of my mind, my determination to get my prayer through. And this enemy done caused me to just stop in the middle of talking to God. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And on top of that, you done lost your train of thought. What you going to have to do? You have to repent right there already on your knees. Done asking for forgiveness, but it wasn't even right. So you're going to have to just scratch everything. We'll tear all this up and make sure I, I, I fix it. As the old folks say, from scratch. Just tell all that out. We're going to fix it from scratch. We're going to go back up. We're going to get the foundation. We're going to get everything. We're going to go back up. And we're going to make everything. We're going to go piece by piece until we get it right. Oh, see, the church of Ephesus was a strong church. But see, doesn't matter who you are, you, you, can't, you, you cannot get to the point to where 
you allow your mind to get unfocused. You cannot get to the point to where you, you get tired of having a willing mind. You got to have a willing mind and you got you to gotta have the attitude that you're going to do exactly what you need to do. And all that's going to start up in your mind. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's what he wanted. He wanted them to be renewed in the spirit of their mind to the point to where once they started uh, reforming and renovating that it would cause them to return to you holding on? Just thinking. Just thinking. Why you say just thinking, Pastor? Because he, he already told us point blank what we got to live, how we got to live. We got to live a just life. And living a just life is a, is a life according to the word. When he tells us we got to live a just life, well, he said in Habakkuk, Romans, the just shall live by faith. What is that? A just life. And, of course, there's so many definitions to faith. We know faith comes by and hearing the what? But we also know faith without doing something is what? Dead. We know God rewards what? Faith. We know faith is the substance of things and the evidence of things what? We know that when it comes to faith, faith is not a sight thing for we walk by, not by. And when you start applying all that again with the right attitude, spirit, right temperament, spirit, And you start to do what he says. Renew the spirit of your mind. Amen? Amen. I'm stopping. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise. <laughs>